0: I got a little story to tell you. Is that okay? Gather around children. All right, let two people know. Come on, in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord, let two people know. Let them know. Come on, there's room for you at God's table. All right, while we do this, while we do this, how many? I got to count real quick while we're doing this. We got two, three, four, fifty-eight, ninety, three thousand. All right, we're we're gonna be one short. I'm going to need something while we go. Let somebody else know God loves you. Come on. I promise you we're not, playing, uh, we're not playing poker. It'll come in a little bit. Pick a card. Hang on to it at the end of the... Yeah, I promise you I'm not going to pick your card either. It's not gonna, I'm not that good. Uh, pick it. It's going to make sense here at the end. I promise you. And if it doesn't, just slap me. It's okay. Call me a heretic because you're probably right. I am. Uh, that being said, it's only Jesus' name who gets the glory. There we go. All right, all right, all right. We got three over here. One... I'm gonna sing a song, Gather Around Children. I might be able to get, okay. Oh, th- there we go, there we go. I already got four back there. Uh, you're, you're already gonna be paired together. That's gonna make sense at the end. I'm sorry. Here, you can. Here, you can pick, ooh, it may even, ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's an empty stage. I'm gonna start singing Elvis. Oh, I was getting excited. They can go ahead and let the curtain down. Y'all already know, come on, the stage is bare, and I'm standing there with emptiness all around. If y'all don't know, that was for you, Mama and Daddy. Anyways, that being said, I'm so thankful we're in the house of the Lord talking about we are the church where we walk through what we believe here at the Vine Church. We call that our Vine Code, and I promise you it's going to make sense, the cards that you have here in just a little bit. We're going to have some crowd participation. I'm excited for that, uh, and I hope no one trips. And if they do, we will say that's like sin tripping us up. In the name of Jesus. So, all the way through, have you ever been on a good team? Has anybody ever been on a good team? Right? Have you ever had a good business partner? Like, I think we can all say we have. Just like chocolate and peanut butter, they become really good business partners, right? Like, this time of year, because we have Reesey Pumpkins and Reesey Treat. Healthy people in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for y'all. So, that is what we're going to walk through today. I've got cards out. Don't make me start. We'll start. What Your your number on your card is how many things you have to embarrassingly share. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that today, but I promise you it is going somewhere. Today, though, that team mindset is what we're going to talk about and when we walk through what we believe here at the Vine Church because it's important. We're going to go through Acts 3 today, and we're going to see a story of Peter and John and someone being healed. And what we're going to learn through today is this. What I do have, I give you. What I do have, I give you. Now, this sounds kind of weird, right? But like really quickly, in a team concept, doesn't that matter? What I have, I give you? Because if I don't give you what I have, is the team going to be fully successful? No. It may have some good things, but it's not going to be successful. In your marriage, if you give 90%, is it going to be successful? On a test, ninety percent's an A, though, right? Like, and in, in real world, with it, yeah, we got. They didn't give us an F on our sanitation score. It's a ninety. Woo, C. Whatever that is, all the way through, we have to understand when it comes to being the church, what do I What I do have, I give you. Peter and John talks about this. So really quick, wherever you are, we talk about a good business partner. We talk about something that works together. Acts 1 and 2, remember Jesus ascends. He tells uh, all the apostles, all the disciples, about to be apostles here, right? He says, go to Judea, Samaria, and then the ends of the earth. In other words, he says, start in your backyard, then go to the neighbor's yard, and then go out to the ends of the earth. It's another form of the Great Commission. He ascends to heaven because he will return again, right, in robes of white, riding a white horse. If I don't get you excited, I don't know what else will, because you know what? He'll come when he's ready. You know how I'll roll when it comes to that, but at the same time, when he does, man, you better bet on that horse. That's all I'm saying. Ain't nobody at the Kentucky Derby going to stop it, because he's going to come in riding on that horse. So for each and every one of us, when it comes to that, as we go along, we have to understand Jesus said something in Acts 2. When the Acts 2 church started, he said, I'm going to leave you a business partner that's greater than I. You're going to do greater works than me because you're going to have this business partner called the Holy Spirit. And that is a great team member. That is a great team. So we're going to see how that plays out. If you got your Bible, Acts 3 is where we're going to be. If you don't have a Bible, we've got one hiding over there inside the fruit salad at the garden area. Uh, Our Vine production team is incredible. It's going to be on the screen wherever you're watching around the world. If you're like me, you can go with your old-fashioned Bible. I like to get in there and mark it up. Feel free to do that in yours as well. I promise you God's not mad if you take notes in your Bible. But also, if you like to take notes, you can do it on our free Vine Church app. Go to thevine.tv. Slash app. Today, and you can see not only what we believe but how we can connect with each other. If you're women, give me an amen. amen. I hear amens in the house of the Lord. That means the truth of the Lord is going to happen. So, Acts 3, verse 1 through 5 says this as we learn what I do have, I give you. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those who were going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us, look at us. Who would have thought? I'm just kidding. He did say, look at us, though. He says, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Now, this is important. Peter and John are on their way to pray, and I don't know about them, uh, and I don't know fully what they're thinking. Peter and I are going to have some fun in eternity if you know anything about me. I got some really good Peter uh, when it comes to jokes and, and all good stuff because I'm as stubborn as he is, so it's going to be great. But Peter and John are on their way to pray, and maybe it was the Good Samaritan ringing in their ear. Maybe it was the Sermon on the Mount ringing in their ear about blessed are the humble, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor, blessed wherever that is, it's in their head because they see this man on the way to pray and we're going to see like i don't know about you and i but if i'm running late for church maybe they'll be there when i get out right because 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 they're taking attendance because it matters sounds bad after I te- I'm about to tell you, it does. But I'm going to tell you right here, whether you go to church every Sunday or not, it ain't going to get you in those pearly gates. It's who you trust, right? Now, we'd love to have you here because I want to see your smiling face, and I need your prayer selfishly. So we would love to see you all the time here in this house. But I want to tell you, Peter and John, instead of not stopping for the man who needed help, who was left on the outside, they stopped. Now, what's important is it says the beautiful gate. Now, this is always up for contention, but most people think it's called the gate of Nicanor, the gate of Nicanor. So instead of going with all that and me spelling it wrong for you, this beautiful gate is on the east side of the temple. Very important. It is actually near the court of Gentiles, which is the outer court, and it faces the east and it looks upon the Kidron Valley. Does anybody remember what the Kidron Valley is like? Like when you went to seminary? Yeah, me neither. But really, I had to look it up when we went there. The Kidron Valley is called the Valley of Jehoshaphat. We actually went over it a little bit when we walked through Joel. So the Valley of Jehoshaphat, this is what matters, and it's going to tie up here in a second. Jehoshaphat means judgment. So this man is sitting at the gate, and when he looks out, he is looking at the valley of judgment. Why does that matter? That is where God will sit on the judgment seat and vanquish every evil that's ever been in the world, and he will make all the wrongs right. It is the judgment seat. That is the valley it will happen, the valley of judgment. So this man is lame, crippled from birth. He is standing there begging for money, and all he sees is judgment. And then come Peter and John all he sees is judgment church i don't know about you but that's us that's what we get to be when folks are beat up beat down and can't move because of sin because of just life and think they're forgotten and all they feel is judgment church we get to do that how amazing is our god that we get to See, that's what Peter and John are doing right here. They see that. And all of a sudden, this man is stuck there. And when they go, like I imagine in their head, John 9, when Jesus heals the blind man on the Sabbath, and we're about to see how this plays out differently. Remember, the Pharisees were like, that's not the blind man. But they're like, it is the blind man. Remember, he said, I don't even know the man who healed me. And they, I don't know what it is, because they were mad he got healed on the Sabbath. And remember, Peter and John asked Jesus this, was it this man's sin's? Or his parents' sins that made him blind. And Jesus said, Neither. It is so that God's glory could be seen through him that he was born blind. This is huge. Church, sometimes the trials and the seasons we go through that leave us lame, that leave us blind, we think it's because of something we did. But what if that season was for God to reveal his glory, was for others to meet him? So many times, I don't know about you, but I'm just like, Jesus, I had enough of this trial. Like, you know what? Like, it's time to move on. I know I ain't learned it yet. And he's just like, well, I'm going to put you back in that wilderness circling. And I'm like, Lord, I know I don't want to learn it yet. But in the end, what if we just trusted that it was for his glory that we're walking through it? Because sometimes I pray the right prayer. I give the right amount. I stop to help the lame man. But it still seems like I'm the lame man at times, right? See, church, even inside the church, we have that. But just imagine what happens when we bring it to the world. So if you want to know what we believe here at the Vine Church, last week we talked about Jesus being the center to living a big faith filled life starts with small next steps in Christ. We believe at the Vine Church life change happens best in Christian community. Christian community See, Peter and John, if you remember when, when, when Matthew, uh, when they are called, what is it, Matthew 4 and Luke 5 around there? I'm sorry if I messed that up. I might have flipped those two. Matthew 4 and Luke 5, I think, is where they were called, if I remember right. Peter and John, so John and James are brothers. Remember, they're, <clears throat> they're the sons of Zebedee, and they're fishing, and Peter is fishing, and Jesus says, follow me. And Peter and his brother. So John and John and Peter were already business partners. <clears throat> they were kind of like, uh, what, what is it, that uh, the deadliest catch, you know? They've got their little buoys out in certain areas. They're ready to go when it comes to the Sea of Galilee. They've worked together before. They know each other. And that's important because as they go to follow Jesus, they're also part of Jesus's inner circle. Remember, Peter, James, and John are like the three closest to him. When the Mount of Transfiguration came, Peter, James, and John— they were there. When Jairus' daughter was raised, Peter, James, and John. At the Garden of Gethsemane, when they needed to get a little snoozle when they should have been praying, right, Peter, James, and John are there. So much so, Peter and John are so close to Jesus, they race to the tomb. Now, if you hear me, I'm telling you, I'm hard-headed like Peter, but the reason I love the gospel of John is because John is the disciple I'm least like, and you know why? Because John won the race to the tomb. That's why. John beat Peter there, remember? John just peers in, but Peter walks in. Big difference, right? Now, this plays out in this. See, without John, Peter's late for church, and I'll get to this guy later. Without Peter... John sees the man sitting there, and he just has a conversation with it. Both seem like, well, Peter maybe seems like the worst one in this, but they both seem okay, but I'm going to tell you, did either one leave the man healed if they walked past him? If Peter walks past him or John just sits with him, neither one of them lead to his healing. But we're about to see a miracle happen. We're about to see a healing happen. So that's why we say at Divine Church, uh, wherever you want to believe, we believe life change happens best in Christian community. Because sometimes you just got to get around a table and just talk about life. And it's amazing when you do that, how the Bible comes up and how Jesus comes up. If you love Jesus, I'm telling you, it'll come up every time. That's why we have our Thursday night greenhouse. And guess what? We got room for more. If you want to join in, there's room at the table for you. If you want to start your own, we would love to help you. And what do I mean by that? You say, man, I I can't start a group. I don't even know what to talk about. Guess what? We'll put resources in your hand. You don't even have to worry about what it's all. There'll be an outline with points, and it won't be me. It'll be someone much smarter than me that you can follow that will give you everything you need. But I'm going to tell you, if you do that, there are people in our backyard right now that are this lame beggar, and they will swear to you that they can walk to the grocery store today. And they are so stuck in the sin and the season that they're in, and maybe it isn't even sin. They're just beat up by life, but they would never show it to us. But when we gather with them around the table, whoo! And don't judge them for how many spoonfuls of macaroni they got. Praise God. Whatever that is, it flows. See, we believe that. We talk about the the vine and the branches. What is it? John 15, 5, as we talk about Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So, can a branch not connected to the vine bear fruit? No. Can one branch on the vine bear more fruit? than all of the branches on the vine? Not really. Now, miraculous things can happen, but just imagine if all the branches of the vine come together, how much fruit could be bore. That is why we believe life change happens best in Christian community. Before we move on, it makes me think of this. Um, There are some great teams. There are some organizations that do great things, right? I mean non-christian organizations that do some great things they absolutely do i'm not going to stand here and sit on my high horse and say they don't there are some that do some really great things and when you get together and you have a good team you can do some great things but you see the difference between those organizations and the church is the church isn't just trying to do great things we're trying to do eternal things and when, when the eternal things happen that's when the holy spirit's involved and what naturally can happen with us is going to be supernaturally happening in a group around us that is why here at this church i'm telling you when you come in and we get to share how much we get to give you'll be like what in the world they got to give that much and we'll say yeah jesus let us give that much you dang skippy why because we trust him we trust him we trust him what he's called us to do we do that's why we believe in that so if you would like to be a part of greenhouse you'll see we have it every week if you'd like to start your own. Let us know. Shoot us a message. Hey, say, new greenhouse, or who is this guy? I don't want to go to his small group, but I want to go to another one. Let me know. we love to do that. Send it to uh, alex.hanvey at the—I'm just kidding. Send it, though, for real, to vine.tv if you want information about greenhouse. Just put greenhouse in the subject. If you want to start one, put start greenhouse in the body to vine.tv. If you just want information about Thursday Night Greenhouse— Send it to us. We would love to welcome your faith. So let's keep going. 6 through 11. I only got 18 more points to go. Praise Jesus' name in the house of the Lord. Wage is going to be backed up. I'm sorry, y'all. Here we go. 6 through 11 says this in Acts 3. Look at what Peter does. Then Peter said, silver and gold. It's time. Y'all already know. Come on. Frosty burl lives. Oh. And we cue that next week. Anyway, yeah, we know, right? Like, come on. Uh, Anyway, then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. There it is, church. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. I love this when it comes to Jesus. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Instantly. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. When the man held on to peter and john all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called solomon's colonnade it didn't say it was a pt get up you know like or how many of us get up out of bed in the morning you know it's just like a you roll over and it's a slow roll up you know like he didn't slow roll. the man jumped up instant he had strength in his ankle so much so so much so, the people had no doubt, unlike the blind man where the Pharisees tried to cast out, there was no doubt, like, that's the dude I just passed on the way in so I could get to the front row and get the best seat on church because I didn't care about him, which I'm thankful— I should have said the back row because that's the best—I don't know, whatever it is. where yeah, It is what it is. Uh, the side row, that's what—the the walkway row, that's the best one. Wherever that is, you decided that church was more important than helping that person. And guess what? I'm the same way. I'm guilty of it, too. But instead, all of a sudden, because they did that, church happened. Church happened right where they were. Because what happened is the healing brought joy. The people didn't guess who it was. Look at this. And when he was healed, full healing, what does he do? He walks and jumps and praises God. Now, there was no room for doubt. When healing happened, when he had been set free from the thing that he was lame from, he gives God glory and he gives God joy. Now, you say, well, Tyler, how can you say he instantly walked? And it says, what, in verse 11 and 10 or verse 11, uh, he held on to Peter. Well, I love that you like casting doubt. So let me ask you something. If somebody said, I've got a cure for your footache, would you not want to hang on to him? I'm going to hang on till that cure's out. Like, I'm going to be excited, but I ain't letting John and Peter go. I'm going to say, hey, I got something else you need to heal. Like, there's going to be something that comes up. Like, that's not what I'm going to—like, I'm not going to let them go. And so much so now, all of a sudden, God working that miracle in him brings other people in, and they want to see what it's all about. Church, when one lost person comes to faith in Jesus Christ, and they are completely healed, not just in their physical body, but their spiritual body for eternity, it is so attractive, people can't help but run to it. And that's what we get to be a part of. And so Peter and John does this for each and every one of us. And I love, so I want to go back to that, what I started from again. Let me ask you this when we go there before I get to that point. Did it say the man went back begging? No. Did it say the man said, just because I know I can walk, now I'm still going to lay back down because I ain't got enough bread, my daily bread. No, he he knows where his provision is. He's no longer that lame beggar. He's ready to go to work. So much so he starts jumping and joying and praising God. And what happens? Man, people show up. He's ready to go. He is no longer identified by that condition. So where, where was that gate? The east facing the valley of what? One more time. It, it starts with a J, not Jehoshaphat. You don't have to say that, but the valley of judgment, right? He's left that place of judgment and receive the only thing that all of us could ever receive to give us peace from judgment and that is Jesus Christ. He's no longer sitting in a place of judgment. He is now a child of God freely walking throughout his house and in his courts. Church that's what we get to be a part of. That's what we get to be a part of. That's why here at the Vine Church we are so excited. We not only believe that life change happens best in Christian community. We believe in honoring one another to glorify God. We believe in honoring one another to glorify God. What do I mean by that? Really quick, when we say we believe in honoring one another, do you know, we just, we heard about it. It's so perfect how the Holy Spirit lines things up in our Operation Christmas Child video. That young man said, I was seen. To honor someone is literally that. To let them know, I see you. You ever get those God winks? God's like, I see you. I know you don't think so. I see you. And see, we expect God to see us when we're doing bad. We go to that Adam and Eve. But you know, if you want to have some positive reinforcement cuz I don't have children so I can give you all the best children advice, uh whatever that is, let them know they were caught being good. For my hard head, I had to have that. Cuz sometimes, you know, even though I wasn't always caught being bad, I just was hoping you didn't catch me being bad, but saw me being good. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that was growing up, that's the hard head is what it is let your child know you caught him being good this is what happens peter and john are walking in the holy spirit and they're trusting the lord and jesus said hey i caught you being good and this man's getting healed so we get what if we just saw that what if today we go out and that person in front of us at the grocery store that's taking forever you know like with a self-checkout instead of being mad we not only help them check out but we just say hey how can i pray for you how crazy would that be i know when i've done that i've, I've always left better than how i walked. jesus blessed me more than that me getting to pray with that person i honestly will tell you it, it's amazing i challenge you maybe that's what the lord's telling you to do today whatever that looks like but here at the vine church we serve humbly in love with each other we want to make sure that not only our vine fam know they are seen but that that person who has not even walked in this door that thinks they're not good enough to be in they're not cleaned up to be in as a matter of fact they can't even walk in somebody needs to carry their tail in that's who we bring in that's what we get to do church because we say hey i've been there i don't deserve to be in this place there ain't nothing i've done to earn being in here but the grace of god that's it and so that's what we mean by honoring one another to glorify God. We get to live out the church not existing for us, but to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. And that's what we get to see in this story. So here we go. Here we go. In God's house, all have a place. So let, let's, we're going to get to the cards here in a minute because I know you're excited. You're trying to figure out. You're actually trying to you're trying to go back to the deck, you want to figure out if you can get a different car wherever you are. It'll make sense here in the prom. We're going to have some movement in a second. So let me ask you this when it comes to honoring one another to glorify God because I know you're hungry. <laughs> Two words that Chick-fil-A says that sets them apart. What is it? My pleasure. Let you know you're seen. Listen, Publix can charge you three times the amount for the item because they have a clean store and a clean bathroom. And it lets you know that you're seen. And as why I would shop there. every time i had a store that's what i said specifically if the women's bathroom ain't clean ain't nobody buying anything in this store always always and you can judge me it's all right that's why i made sure the beer was by the diapers because it's the number one anyway it's the number one selling diaper. but they go together anyway uh that is i'm telling you it is and it was always near the bathroom so you had to make sure it is what it is uh because they had to change the baby you uh, there we go uh that's terrible pray for me cut that out whatever that is uh Scene. But in the end, those are my business days, my business days. Uh, so as we think about that, uh, and I'm going to make you even more hungry and make you go to Greenville. Trader Joe's has something from everywhere around the world, and I can't eat it right now. But if you ain't tore up that pumpkin cheesecake, you ain't live life. So that being said, wherever you are, those things, though, they do that to make you know you're seen. Now, in a world we live in, an algorithm listens through your phone to make an advertisement think that you're seeing to make you think you need something when it it is not a want. You just think you need it. You got to have it. No, 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 you don't. I'm saying, church, we get to give the one thing everybody needs, and that's Jesus. And that's what we get to do. That's how we honor one another to glorify God. So, really quick, I'm not going to run through them. I am going to run through all of them, but I know our Vine family knows this, but maybe you're watching online and you're trying to figure out if you want to be a part of this family, and we would love to welcome you to be a part of this family because we are all about the local church around the world. But I'm going to be selfish for a minute and talk about the Vine and the opportunities we have here. The first one that I want to talk about when it comes to honoring one another to glorify God is family ministries. We just saw it, our Vine Kids ministry. In our Vine Kids ministry, what we do each and every week is we get to teach our children Jesus on their level, but it has a purpose. So you say, well, what do you mean Jesus on their level? Well, we want to connect them to Jesus, help them grow in their relationship with Jesus, and we want them to go and share him in the, to the ends of the earth. So imagine if you do that at five years old when you're 35, you ain't going to be like me running, like you're 30, running from Jesus saying, I'll make all the money I can at Walgreens for you, Jesus, but I ain't going to be a pastor. <laughs> He's got a sense of humor. Uh Imagine, just imagine if we can do that. Our spur ministry, where the world, they hear in the world that you are lame, you are worthless, and you aren't good enough. And you need to be this to be accepted. And Jesus is standing there and said, there's a bloodstained cross and an empty tomb that says all are welcome if you just trust me. And then we get to send them to the ends of the earth and do greater things than we could have ever asked or imagined. So if you would like to be a part of that, and that is the heart of, of you, We would love to help you do that. Also, our guest experience, Um, and what I mean by that is we have wonderful garden, but what if we could, from the moment people pulled into this place, uh, and and I'm I'm inviting you because we need more people to make this happen. This is what I'm saying. What if from the moment you walked into this place, you pulled onto this place, you felt the love of God right there on the end of the street? If I got to put on a Liberty uniform, I will. I will dress as a statue of Liberty if I have to, but I won't be immovable because, you know, I got to go to the bathroom sometime. But all the way through, what if we could do that? How many people would be seen? And I'm telling you, we would love for you to be a part of that. The heart of this church is we want to do that, but we can't. Because we need you, because you're hearing this. We need you to help. Maybe you're great at, like, waving and, and getting people in. I'm great at falling down and sometimes telling jokes. Yeah, it's up for debate. But wherever you are, maybe that is where you are. That is what we mean by guest experience. If you love making this space feel like home, there's a place for you, because that's what the church... could. What, where else in the, in the rest of the world should feel like home more than church? Because if it's not, it's going to stink in heaven. Because we're supposed to be a picture of heaven. And so that's what I said. Maybe that is your heart. We would love to have you. Maybe it's next steps. You love praying with people. You love caring for people. You love meeting them in their space. You are a John person, and you will sit down beside the lame man, talk with him, have a conversation. But maybe, maybe you have to have that partner with you, like Peter, that says, stand up. That says, get up. Because remember in that remember, what happens is that John would have just sat with the man and he never would have stood up and be, in, be healed. Peter would have walked past him. So Jesus worked through both of them together as a team. And what happened is John said, do you see this guy? And Peter said, who? And he said, this guy. He's begging. Oh, yeah, let's see what he needs. And all of a sudden, Peter in boldness and truth says, get up in the name of Jesus. And John is like, Whoo, we're good. I can love you, man. I can take you step by step. Maybe that's you. You're a next steps person. Maybe I'm mentioning prayer and I'm mentioning follow-up and you're saying, man, I love outreach. What if, oh, what if the Vine Church was a place where we started nonprofits out of? What if it was something that it wasn't our heart? Maybe it's a coffee shop. Somebody wants to start a coffee shop with Jesus and they just have people, instead of having little poetry jams, they read and have Bible studies. How awesome would that be? And I don 't even know why I mention that outside of the Holy Spirit. maybe that's you. there's a place for you here at the vine. Let's go make that happen. let's make it happen. Maybe it's maybe your your heart is creative stuff and, and and you're the complete opposite of me. I can't do. I can't create anything uh, accept laughter a little bit maybe i don't know maybe it's creative vine creative is your thing that is where vine production and vine worship come together i sound like a barking dog don't ever make me sing it's not going to happen uh but wherever it is maybe that's your gifting maybe your gifting is like what this is it can make pretty things come together for me i think house party but anyway whatever that is uh when i look at that i don't know why but i do You'll look it up on Netflix. It's okay. Wherever you are, when it comes to that, though, you're creative. You can engage people. As a matter of fact, here's what Vine Creative does. They engage you from the moment you walk in this space to enter in the throne room in the presence of Jesus. They set it up. They help your heart to be in a posture of that. If that's where your heart is, we would love to help you with that. And maybe... Maybe you just like running day-to-day stuff. You're great at that, and you would like to be a part of that. There's a pace for you here, I promise you. And this is why this matters, and this is where, where we're going. Here comes the playing cards. Get ready. Uh, it's going to be exciting. We'll have some moving here. <clears throat> as, as I get to grow in the Lord, and he lets me live long, <laughs> many times uh, the parable of the talents, we remember the parable of the talents, right? That was one, two, and five, the five and two doubled the one buried his talent. Here's what I'm learning, and this is what I would say. Supernaturally, the Holy Spirit can do amazing things, but what if instead we understood that God has given us a particular gift and the church enhances it? Here's what I mean. Uh, NFL quarterback, okay, I know, if you're not a sports person, hang in here with me. Uh, a cellist uh, uh, and the symphony, uh, somebody who, who has a gift I will tell you, an NFL quarterback can't learn anything new. As a matter of fact, they have someone enhance the gift they have. And if they can't enhance it, they fall out of the league. But if it is enhanced, they stay in the league. So much so, some of them have it so enhanced and fine-tuned by great coaching that they become Hall of Famers. Now, uh, an NFL quarterback can tell you they play golf, but Tiger Woods is going to smoke them. It doesn't translate. The same is true in the church. See, what I love about our Vine fam, and I'll be honest with you, is we have many folks here, our Vine fam, our sowers, they operate not only in their gifting, but they wear many hats. What I'm trying to get at is here at the Vine, what I love about our fam is we are so committed to getting the gospel to the ends of the earth. We may be a pinky, but by golly, we'll make up for the whole hand if we have to. We may be a knee, But we're going to try—we'll make up for the whole leg if we have to, because we believe in the gospel getting to the ends of the earth. But let me ask you this. If that knee could be a knee, and the femur that's listening right now came to be a part of it, and all of a sudden that shin came, and that foot came, and that ankle came, and those toes came, and that full hand came, imagine all of that coming together and the reach of the gospel. And what better place for it to happen than in the church? So what I'm saying is I want our Vine fam to know I'm so thankful for all of you because I know how much you do. And how much you love the Lord to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. But I want you to know if you're on the fence online or you're listening two years from now, there's a place for you here. There's a place for the gift that God has given you, the purpose that you're alive to be discovered and enhanced. And I don't know about you, but if God made me to be an NFL quarterback, I don't want to be a preacher up here preaching because I'm not going to be able to get the gospel to the ends of the earth because he made me to be a quarterback. And I'm going to assure you right now, he didn't make me to be a quarterback. So I just want to go ahead and put it out there. But those coming together is what it's all about. Get excited. You got your card. All right, you got your card. Here we go. And if you're not in the house of the Lord, you're going to miss out for a second. So everybody got a card. Look at your card. Okay, that you are all paired together. Look at your card and take a minute. Of, if I should have prepared us well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hum the Jeopardy theme the best I can. I should have prepared us better for this. But find your card, and you should have someone that matches your card. There should be a two, a three, a four, a five, and a six, and a seven. And you should so the twos find the twos, the threes find the threes, the four find the four, the five find the five, the six the six, the seven the seven. The six and sevens are in the back. They already found each other. So get together. Come on, come together. Stand up come together stand beside them i need your help here stand beside them i know we got to move in the house of the lord stand beside them look at all this all right we're all going to come to the same side over here i want the twos beside the threes beside the fours beside the fives beside the six beside the six and seven if they can go i know they're in the back making things look beautiful but if you'd like to come here we go this is getting exciting Guys, y'all are missing all the flow in that. And then you have the one who knew the answer. (laughs) All right. So we're all together. Okay. Let me ask you something. Where are the twos? Where are my twos at? Twos. Where are my fives? Can a two be a five? Can a five be a two? But can a five and a two be more together than they are separate? They can. All right? Church, this is what we are, working in our gifting. Locking arms with each other, reaching the ends of the earth. You don't have that. I'm just saying, but we're locking arms together. Look at this. What can you do together, suited together? Let me ask you something. What suit is the card that you're holding? What is it that we are fighting for to point to Jesus? The, their heart, Right. And we'll get there at the end, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. The king of hearts, right? That's what we're pointing people to. See, church, if you're watching online, we had to stop at 7. What if we could get 8, 9, and 10? What if we could fill that out? Imagine, would you partner with us? Would you join us? You've got committed people that want to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Every one of you want to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. You will do whatever it takes to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Just imagine if Jesus adds one more. And you know what they're waiting for? is an invitation. Here's your sign. There's your funny joke. So as you go back to your seat and we get there, let the people know that are standing with you, there's room at God's table for you. There's room for you at God's table or there's room at God's table for you. So you can go back to your seat or you can stay standing the whole time. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, just understand as we come together, I hope this example shows you how we are after each other's hearts. And I'm sorry. I left Brittany out. That's my fault. I'm sorry about that. I was getting out of cars and I just... I would flip. Brittany and I were the eights. We were together. We were the eights. We were the crazy eights, and I'm the crazy one. That's why. So, that being said, as we're going for each other's heart, can you see how much bigger of an impact that can be, though? This is what the world sees as us unified. When we're divided, a two is just a two, and a five is just a five. And when I see eights, I split it, and I, I, I hit me, dealer, right? Ooh, pray for me. Uh, hit me, dealer, Right? that's what the church is all about that's how we live out honoring one another to glorify God that's where we believe what I do have I give you because when the two gave to the five and the five gave to the two they were more together than they were apart Hebrews 10 24 and 25 says it this way and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day approaching. See, we gather together for gospel worship on Sundays, and throughout the week, we have biblical study and prayer. We go deeper into the Word. We go deeper into prayer for each other. That's what it's supposed to be. The Acts 2 church did that. That's what they did. Because I would tell you, I'd love to say that we could come set this thing up every day. But it isn't the setting up of church in this gym that is what it's about. It's about making room for Christ to move wherever we are. And that's why I'm thankful for where we are. And so for all of us right now, I just want to say, it says here at the end of verse 25, see the day approaching. What is this day that could be approaching? It's the day where you and I get to fully take our seat at God's table through Christ Jesus. Let's see how, how Paul, or excuse me, how Peter ends this in verse 12 through 16 in Acts 3. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Then the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed. as you can all see king of hearts peter and john said listen i ain't got that you the only thing i can give you is jesus and you know what if we live our life like that we understand the only thing i can give you is jesus if your hope is in me i'm gonna let you down If your hope is in the bank account, it's going to let you down. If your hope is in a lower interest rate, it's surely letting you down. If your hope is in the government, I guarantee you it's letting it down. And if your hope is in your car, it'll break down. If the hope is in your house, it's going to need repairs. If your hope is in anything other but Jesus, it is not a hope. It is a false hope. As a matter of fact, it's a wish. But the difference between a wish and real hope is faith faith and that's what we share church and so for us as we talk about this if you really want to have a an example of what this is understand what peter or yeah excuse me what peter is saying is jesus left god's table left his seat at god's table see sin left us like that lame man we had no seat at god's table There was nowhere for us to be at God's table because the wages of our sin is death. And so, sin requires death for it to be forgiven. And the problem is, once we're dead, we're dead, right? We can't have life. So, it required something to come die for us so that we could have life, so that we could have a seat at the table. So, instead of God leaving us outside the table, Jesus said, I'm going to go for him, daddy. I'm going to do your will. And he leaves his seat at God's table, and he comes and lives the perfect sinless life we couldn't live, making us righteous, which means we can go into the presence of God. He died the death we deserve, paying the penalty for our sins on the cross so that once and for all, the penalty was paid. We don't have to do anything else. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to try to bring a goat or a dove or a ram to figure out what offering it is. He is our eternal sacrifice. Now, all of a sudden, we got a seat at the table table but he said hey that ain't good enough here's the thing here's the thing i don't want you to wait for having a seat at god's table for eternity i'm gonna go ahead and beat death hell and the grave so that you can live life now you can sit in that seat today you ain't gotta wait that is why jesus came but you gotta have faith in him you gotta have faith that's what made this man healed and i don't know about you but there's a weary world searching for healing and I can, give you all of the, I can give you all of the things in this world, all the vitamins to take, all the drugs to take, and I'm going to tell you none of it comes close to Jesus. So today, I want to ask you, have you been trying to hope life deals you a better hand? Have you been going from table to table to table telling the man, hit me, it's eights. I got to split it. Are you saying, hey, I want to trade my cards. I want to have a better hand. I want to get a better hand. And I just want to say today, instead of trying to figure out which better hand life would deal you, would you take the nail-scarred hand of Jesus and trust him in faith and know that he is the one that can set you free. He is the only one that can give you life. Only he can give you peace. Nothing in this world can. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, we pray as a family out loud for the benefit of those coming to faith for the first time. It's not the words of this prayer that saves you. It's the faith that Jesus is who he says he is. So with every head bowed and every eye closed in the house today, please repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner separated from you. I believe you came, lived the perfect sinless life. I couldn't live, died the death I deserve, paying the penalty for my sins on the cross, but loved me enough not to stay dead, but rose again on the third day so that I may have life. Come take over my life, Lord. Teach me to follow you step by step the rest of my life the best way I know how. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if in the house or online right now, if you, for the first time, have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have surrendered lordship of your life. To, you have taken his nail-scarred hand instead of trying to know when to hold him or fold him. You instead know in full surrender that Jesus is your only hope. Would you boldly raise your hand on the count of three? One, two, three. If you're online, you can raise your hand as well. You may you can put the emoji or you can respond. Go to thevine.tv slash respond. You can let us know. We want to celebrate this decision with you because this is why we have church and I want to tell you if it wasn't for someone pointing us to Jesus we wouldn't know him either but we are so thankful that he reveals himself through us to you we want to celebrate that decision with you if that's you we want to get you involved in a local church so that you can continue to grow and be all that you were created to be but for the rest of us uh, if you want to go ahead and you can look up and we're going to stand and, and we're going to worship here in a second maybe right now I just want to be honest with you I um, I'm going to pray before we sing. You've been set free from that lame condition, that that dead condition sin had you in. And today you just need a reminder of what Jesus has set you free from. You, be, you need to be reminded of who you are in him. Would you worship with us? Would we be reminded that he, who he says we are, is who we are? Not what somebody says in the parking lot. Not what the empty gas in the car says. Not what the empty bank account, the empty career Can we stand and sing and just go into this moment of worship with that? So, Jesus, we thank you that we get to lift your name high because your name is the only hope that we have. So, Jesus, I pray today that as we get to come and worship you, that just like that man leaping and jumping for joy that was healed from his condition from birth, that was stuck for 40 years, Jesus, I would say may our praise be as loud as his. May we be reminded of who you are, Jesus. May the rocks not sing your worship louder than we do. So, Jesus, in this moment, would we lay down where we have felt stuck in that lame condition again and just trust you as only we can and you to heal us as only you can. We love you, Lord. We thank you that we get to enter into your presence even now. Amen. Don't say anything but
1: us.
0: kid. We're so thankful y'all are here. Uh, look at us. See how I just, I'm saying we can't wait to see your smiling face next week. We wrap up our, we are the church series. Come on. We are the church. We are the church. We get to sit at God's table. So when ways makes you wait, say I'm at God's table. I see it back there. There's two, right? Can I not get, let them know. We can't wait to see your smiling face next week as we wrap up our series. We celebrate Operation Christmas Child and getting to be a part of the miracle of salvation around the world. But also, we hope and pray to see your smiling face next week. Always remember, the best is still yet to come.